This is Pursuing Wholeness. This is pursuing wholeness. Got a um. <laughs> mm, <see? laughs> yeah, I really can freestyle. Yeah, she maybe she Veronica maybe used to be able to do a little something. Don't do know. that. Don't no. talk about some maybe. Give me no. a topic. <laughs> we need to record a podcast. Can man. you do a beat? Sean, do a beat. Come on now. Sean can beatbox y'all. Yeah, but I, that's not why we record a podcast, though. Maybe we made a podcast about beatboxing. Maybe you could beatbox on this podcast so I can freestyle. Come on, give me a beat. Come on, come on. <sighs> Jeez. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> boom, be, be, boom, be, boom, be, be, boom, be, boom, be, be, boom, be, boom, be. Sitting in the basement on a Saturday night Getting ready to record this podcast Alright, I got this flow that's from 1990 I know it's 2021 But hey, I don't know what they listen to these days So I'm gonna do my best to do my little round Don't know what I'm saying Keep the beat going Don't you stop playing <laughs> Y'all know that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Whenever you re- review the podcast, please review it on the merits of the, of the actual podcast, guys. So, I, I mean, they can review it on the merits, but if they review it on the basis of that freestyle, we might get five stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean could do all that. <laughs> A little bit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I consider considering doing something like consider that. Consider considering. <laughs> we got Sean one step closer on his 30-step process. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's, how y'all doing? We actually recording on Saturday. Things are going Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> mm. Almost didn't make <laughs> But we did. <laughs> No, I mean, that was good, man. I was more so good. I guess I almost blew it, but. Yeah, Yeah, God is good. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I got a silly bug in me this this evening. Mm -hmm. But I always tell the children, somebody is a silly poo today. Who's a silly poo? Because they be acting all silly. But I'm being a silly poo today. But um, we do plan on actually talking about something during this this um, episode. In fact, it's something we've been talking about a whole lot. So I still I hope we still got some juice on it because we've been talking about this thing yeah. um, a whole lot. It's just really on our hearts. And um, I will say before that, please make make sure guys that you share this podcast. Please make sure you share and please also make sure that you review our podcast, rate it and review it. Tell us what you think about it particularly on iTunes, I mean, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> but um, yeah, 
Yeah, we want to see your words. We do like the stars, you know, five stars is great. But we also want to see the words that you that come to your mind when you hear the podcast. Like, unless it's curse words, you don't yeah. have to share those. Yeah, but if yeah. it's good stuff, we want to hear it. I mean, if you if you're that passionate <laughs> about it, then we definitely appreciate it. But just still, you know, kind of, you know, at least use the little symbols, asterisks, and hashtags, and all those kind of things. You know, or right, try try to use more clean words with it. <laughs> you know, but anyway. Yeah. So please share this podcast because we. Um, we hope that it's a blessing to people. We hope to um, kind of help people to get some different ideas about living and, and um, kind of consider, kind of really look at how we're living and think about is this the way we want to be living or are we heading in a direction that we don't want to be heading in. So um, I guess that kind of segues into the topic for today. And I don't really know how to phrase it, but like what I was thinking is about us as Christians particularly, should we be, not should we be, we should be shaping the culture, but too often we allow the culture to shape us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the culture wars and, you know, if you support this or that, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about just how we live. I feel like the world is going in a certain direction and as Christians, we just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. We just go in that same direction. The kind of things that I'm thinking about is how much are we using our phones, texting all the time? Are we spending time with family or are we spending time on our phones? Are we staying focused? Are we using our devices and like going on social media and putting out love and light? Or are we going and putting out the same junk mm -hmm. that everybody else is putting out? Um, stuff like our buying habits. Are we using our money to buy things that we actually need stuff that's going to last for a long time and stuff quite frankly that is good for the earth and good for the people of the earth because a lot of times we just buy things we don't know where it came from we don't know like who had to suffer in order to produce it for us we don't know who was exploited to get that product to us we don't know what kind of resources were used to get it to us. We just say it's cheap. I want it. I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I feel like as Christians, we have to be more conscientious about those kind of choices because we're supposed to be saying, Hey, the kingdom of God is like, like, this is how God's kingdom is. This is how it looks. This is how it operates. This is how people treat each other in the kingdom. We're supposed to be providing that example here on earth and I feel like too often we kind of just take on whatever the norms of the day are and then try to like Christianize them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's just it's just in so many different things we just I think we take certain things for granted we take for granted that that the way that the world is is the way that the world should be instead mm -hmm. of saying that the way the world is is what it is, but that is not necessarily the way I have to live my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's only right to read um, Romans twelve two, which you know is starting startle startling startling clear. Did I say that right? Startling, yeah, yeah, so. startling. Start. I don't know why it sounds weird to me. Started learning. In, anyway, it's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you get for using bit words. No, I mean playing. you know, but um, and we got to use these vocabularies we have. Mm -hmm. Um, but we all know this scripture. You know, 
or at least we've all probably heard it. And this is the New Living Translation. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, <clears throat> but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, again, like it's extremely clear. It's very, very clear. It's very clear. But um, can you read that in biblical language? <laughs> what do you mean? You talking about read the King James? You or know something? how we used to hear is the be not, be oh, yeah. not tra- conformed to this world. Yeah, be like, transformed yeah, by be, the renewing yeah, exactly. of your mind. Yeah, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so that just kind of sounds very lofty and, and you know, whatever. And so we, when we quote it, we might feel a little extra spiritual or something like that, I suppose. But it actually practically means something. Yeah, it's like when you said it in the more modern way, it was like, what is he, what is he saying? But mm-hmm. But it's like, it's the same scripture that we've been quoting. Oh yeah, I see why. All this time, mm-hmm. can you read it again? The the um, I guess the contemporary version. Mm-hmm. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So, like literally, at least what that means to me when I look at it. I mean, again, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's like, I guess it implies that God wants to transform people into totally new people who are not tied to whatever the world is used to doing. The behavior and the customs, I guess, as it says. And I guess once when we allow God to separate us from that, you know, transform us into new people like totally new people this is then we'll we'll learn to know god's will for us which is good and pleasing and perfect so in order for us to really know god's will we have to let him change us from how however the rest of culture is doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like not to say that um that we're just like i think a lot of times when um like when i grew up Hearing that scripture, I kind of just thought of it as like, okay, so don't be drinking, don't smoke, don't be doing, you know, having sex outside of marriage, don't be doing all these things if we look at it as, quote, sin or bad things. But, like, it's not even just, like, those specific kinds of acts. It's about just the the way that the modern world operates. Like, don't conform to it because we operate by a different standard that stands the test of time and it's like i think we kind of miss that sometimes we we focus on those concrete um things like well i can't i can't be conformed to this world so i won't be at that party tonight mm-hmm. and it's like it's not even just that it's like it's like so much more it's, it's so much further beyond that yeah and it's 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 funny because it's like it's further beyond that but then at the same time, it's just not even to that extent. And I guess I say that because it's like sometimes we try to over-spiritualize things instead of just letting it be just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with everything, like don't don't be conformed to the ways of this world. Like what are the ways of this world? Like really look at the day-to-day things, not just, you know, 
don't know, like day to day. So it's like it's more, but then it's less at the same time. But we kind of like, for some reason, yeah, get lost up in there. Yeah, cause it's cause it's it's human nature. Cause it's human nature. We always kind of like you know get fixated on like rules. Mm-hmm. You know, this is right and this is wrong and this is left and this is right and you know it, cause that's kind of like what we do and then we always kind of rate ourselves and other people by those rules i guess by the moral law which which is definitely um i mean it's definitely important but at the same time we get fixated on it and and that's why i guess it's one of the reasons why even as christians a lot of times we kind of end up we kind of get the faith all wrong because because we fixate on those things so much. And so so instead of actually, you know, really focusing on, you know, grace that you're, you know, essentially delivered and washed of all those different kinds of things, we still end up finding ourselves kind of going by the, you know, really fixating and focusing on the rules. Mm-hmm. And so then we end up not really seeing God as he really is, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, of course, that stuff matters to him. But again, there's like a, I don't know, I don't know if I'm kind of, talking too much about some of that stuff but um i got a lot of stuff in my mind from as you know recent things i've listened to and watched and you know sermons and all that stuff yeah i know this after this evening you were talking about um like the teachings of jesus when he talked about calling the disciples his friends Mm -hmm. and was saying you know if you're my friends then you'll you'll follow my commandments you'll do what i say to do Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um and then the whole passage, I think, shortly before that, where he said, "Greater love hath no man than this, than that he lays down his life for his friends." Then he said, "You are my friends, like you just mm-hmm. said, if you do what I command, mm-hmm. or whatever." So, You're the people who I would lay my life down for, right? If you do my commands, mm-hmm. and my commands are, you know, to love God and to love your neighbor and who is my neighbor (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it's like we have i mean i know for me and you we've heard these things all of our lives over and over and over but when you really (laughs) i don't know why my brain keeps thinking like this i keep thinking like it's deeper than that but it's really simpler it's like for some reason my mind keeps on (laughs) doing that same dialogue Cause it seems deep, like um, you know, um, who is my neighbor? You know, we we kind of take it as like, just like the the person who asked that question. We think of your neighbor as being the people who, who you know well, who live close to you. And like Jesus, like no, nah, your neighbor is like that person who is of the who is of a different group that you would hate. Like that's your neighbor too. Those are the people you have to treat well. And so like when we look at how we're supposed to live in this world is remembering that those teachings is what is showing us how we're supposed to live. It show Jesus's teachings show us what it means to be not transformed to this world, be not conformed to this world, be transformed. Cause I, we're thinking, we're talking about um, yesterday or the day before we're talking about service. Cause I was uh, reading in the celebration of discipline about the discipline of service and um and I was telling you how when I was reading it it was really like 
mess me up. I was getting mad. Like, this is this is over the top. Nobody, you're not supposed to serve this hard. I mean, like, to let somebody walk over you, that's service. That's not service. And I said it to you, and you were like, oh, you mean, like, um, if somebody slaps you on one cheek and turn the other cheek? Or you mean if somebody tells you to walk one mile, then you need to go two? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, that is really extreme, but that's what Jesus taught us to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like when we're in this culture and we're like, uh-uh, my people, they already dealt with all this and I'm not going to be the one. You ain't about to treat me that way. It's like, I definitely get that sentiment. I have that sentiment, but then it's like Jesus taught us to allow people to treat us a certain way because that's what it means to like serve people. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it's like a matter of, I mean, I think we do have to kind of think about it, not parse our way out of it, but still think like, okay, I, does that mean I put myself in a situation to get run over? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I was going to say probably not, but then now I'm like, I don't know. But I think, at the least it makes us think like, okay, this is different than what I'm inclined to do. The way that Jesus taught is even different from what seems just and fair in this society. Yeah. A lot of times. And that's, that's the thing that literally means that, you know, the impulses that we have a lot of times when we hear these things, because we like kind of like even what you were just saying, like, "Mm, yeah, maybe it's not that, you know, but a lot of the times when we have those impulse, <laughs> impulses, we might, we, we're probably wrong. You know, I mean, not every time, but a lot of the times, I guess, because when we think, you know, essentially you kind of have that, it don't take all that impulse mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, but it's like, like when you were quoting the stuff that Jesus said about the other cheek and, you know, they take your code and compel you to go one mile and you go two, you know, it's like. It's it's very there's no ambiguity about what he said. If you have two coats, you're robbing somebody. Mm-hmm. So if you bought two things for yourself, you're robbing somebody of something else because mm-hmm. you're supposed to get that to somebody. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's just, yeah. So you know it's 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 very practical, but I mean it's extremely practical. But I guess the fact that it's so practical and so different than what pretty much everybody thinks it almost makes it radical, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, I think that's some of the evidence that, um, that shows how transformative it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, those like actually living that way, right. you know, living that much. Um, and that, that, that counterculturally mm-hmm. of a way, I guess for lack of better um, words, you know, but yeah, it's like if you know, I mean, even the Bible says it. It says this too, you know. It's like essentially, like what, what, how hard is it really? Like, of what benefit is it to love somebody who, who loves you back? Like, mm. you know, that doesn't, you know, it's like it just is what it is. It's like the real thing is when you love the person who does not love you, the person who mistreats you. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the thing is, and, and you know, when you think about it, it's painful, but it's like. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just very, it's kind of like A plus B. I mean, one plus two equals three. <laughs> you better do some calculus and <laughs> yeah, say it's right. simple. <laughs> right, exactly. Because it's like, I mean, but what are A and B though? You know, 
But yeah, it's 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 um it's very interesting to think about it that way. So then, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, I guess thinking about the broad topic, you mentioned about changing the culture rather than it kind of changing or largely influencing us. You know, it's like what what does that what does that mean? Because I think you know, for, for the most part, I at least kind of considering how I've considered it, it's never really. I haven't given that much mind to like the broader picture. Like you said, it's more so thinking about the, you know, just those sins that we think about, mm-hmm. you know, fornication and, and, you know, smoking and drinking and, and, and all those kind of things. Like you don't do all that, but, but, you know, the behavior and the customs, you know, of this world, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you mentioned the stuff about, you know, maybe like being very much influenced by our, devices and mm-hmm. dist- you know distracted by all that stuff the same way it's like literally like i i mean i definitely believe that whenever you think about it that has to be stuff that's included in there mm-hmm. that we have to like watch out for those different kinds of distractions that we don't live in such a way that we just kind of get swallowed up in everything like that the way that everybody else does mm-hmm. it i mean it seems it seems a little it seems like a lot but like at the same time, if if it's like a lot, what does like like this faith really mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like where's the sacrifice in it? Yeah, and that's the transformative power of it all, because mm-hmm. like you, stuff is not transformed by like basic acts. It's it's transformed by like major sacrifices and major ways of submitting yourself to other people who don't deserve to be submitted to. And it's like, it seems like a, a weak thing. Like, oh, you're being weak. You letting them run over you. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, when you look at it, like, think about Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. Mm-hmm. He's the son of the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. And he came down from heaven's glory. You know, <laughs> That's a little reference to a little freestyle I did some years ago. But um, <clears throat> he came down from heaven he's the son of the creator of the universe. He came down to be with us folks, you know, and then die by the power, the hand of a little measly person. Like he didn't have to do that, but that he submitted himself to that. And like, <clears throat> that shows how powerful he is, mm-hmm. you know, to like choose to be in that place. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's how it is with us. Like, if you like, especially in the United States of America, if you let somebody use you or abuse you a certain, I mean, I, I'm so like, oh, I don't know about that. But I, I think God has got to keep speaking to me on that. But like, if you put yourself in a position to allow somebody to treat you in a way that your, your, you know, your rights and your freedoms say you don't have to be treated that way, but you allow yourself to be treated that way then that takes power in a sense. It's like in one way you can see it as not taking power because you can just be subjected to something, but to like know that you don't have to be in it, but then still choose to be in it because you're, you're wanting to show love. That takes like a certain level of um, uh, agency. Hmm. Like you're doing that. You're willingly doing that. But, I mean, it's tough. Like, even talking about it, I'm just like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was reading when Jesus was talking about that, you know, after he had talked about all that stuff with love and he was like, he said, the prince of this world is coming, you know, Satan, I guess, in 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 Judas at that point because Judas and the people, the soldiers were going to come and arrest him. He's like, the prince of this world is coming and he doesn't have anything going on me, but, but I love God. I love my father. And just like he had just told them, I showed that I love him by being obedient to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm being obedient to him by allowing the prince of this world to temporarily have, you know, to kind of do whatever he wants to do. But it's like, I lay, I'm laying this stuff down because of being obedient. Cause this is how I showed that I love the father, mm-hmm. you know, in other words, like, I just told y'all what to do. Now I'm showing you that I'm doing it. Like I'm actually doing it myself. So you can see, I'm not telling, telling you something that I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have proof, you know, I mean, you, you, you kind of, you see me leading, you know, leading the way or whatever. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, it's like how much, how much different would a lot of these things in life look? Okay. So let me say this. So one of the things that I think about, some of you guys know that I'm, you know, a big health guy. And of course I have the other podcast that I sporadically record on now your health at the crossroads one of the things the thing that drove me into like actually doing something with health and fitness and it not just being something that i um thought about just for my own self is like just me really lamenting to be honest it was like church stuff like going into like churches that i've attended been a member of and just seeing so many people suffering dying from preventable diseases Mm mm-hmm and the reason why I mentioned that now, you know, it's like, you know, we talk about changing the culture rather than the culture influencing us. Like, my thought is that it would be different. It should be different in the church. Mm-hmm. It should be. Why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. But like, literally, I mean, literally when we're talking about, and I'm not, trust me, y'all, I ain't trying to beat up on anybody. You know, this stuff is, it's, it's. It's hard. We got our own struggles for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, we do. I know I do. We do. So, but the thing is, it's like really like putting all that kind of stuff aside. Just really thinking about, you know, the United States, of course, we know is one of the richest countries in the world, perhaps the richest country in the world right now. It also has among the highest levels of lifestyle caused um, disease, um, you know, you know, different kind of diseases that are caused by the way that we live, by the way that we eat and all of our habits. Um, and then if you look, if you look in the, if you look in the American church, I mean, it's the same way, mm-hmm. you know, and yet, you know, we have this Romans twelve two, and you know, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. So to me, it's like, what does that mean in regard to the way that we live and, you know, like the, the actions that we take that influence our health? Like, why wouldn't it be different? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be different? But a lot of times we've made faith just this, it only deals with the spiritual, you know? And so then then we can kind of like compartmentalize health and kind of put it off to the side. Like, you know, that stuff don't really matter. At the end of the day, it's just about 
the spiritual thing. You just got to pray and, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But, like, I don't know. I mean, it would be it. There's no reason it shouldn't be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like God, um, God through Jesus gave us instructions on like how to live. You know, there it's it's in the Bible, it's in the teachings of Jesus, and I think a lot of times we kind of just hear them, and we think they sound good, but we don't really apply them. Mm-hmm. But the, a lot of the teachings are right there, clearly stated. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we really actually live them out, we would be surprised at, like, how freeing they are. Because I think about um, some of the stuff we've been talking about recently. Just how, like, when we talk about the good news, we talk about spreading the gospel and telling people about Jesus. We We tend to make it into some kind of formulaic thing. Like, all right, go evangelize. Go and get people to admit their sinners and believe in Jesus and confess their sins and and get them saved. But, like, that's not necessarily the extent of the gospel. Mm -hmm. The gospel is setting the captives free and saying that that there is a new kingdom that is coming to this place and we all can partake in this. This is great news, guys. You don't have to live the way you're living. You don't have to be poor because... Our father is, uh, I'm trying to, th- I guys I had the scripture earlier where it talks about God, like, so, you know, having a lot of riches and, you know, even just thinking about in my father's house, there are many mansions. Like, there's a whole lot of places to live and there's plenty of food, there's plenty of clothing. And it's like, if we and really apply fullness of joy, fullness you know, of joy kind of depression and anxiety is not the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, and I, I have no... I'm not a therapist. I don't have any kind of medical or uh, um, psychological training. But I do believe that we ignore what the application of spiritual principles would do to Mm -hmm. our mental health. Mm -hmm. Like if we really learn to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Like Mm -hmm. what would that look like if we say that um, Jesus' yoke is easy and his burden is light? What does that look like in our lives when it says, don't worry about tomorrow? Do the flowers in the field worry about what they're going to wear? Do the birds in the air worry about what they're going to eat? Do they toil and this and that? No, like these animals know that they're always going to have provision. If we took that mindset on, we wouldn't have to worry about how we're going to pay our bills and do I need to wear extra hours at work? Like, this way we're doing. And then also, even in the way we deal with each other, that whole that scripture I quoted earlier where I talked about if you got two coats, you're robbing somebody of one of them. It's like if we all said, I'm only going to get enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have enough outfits to last two months because I only can wear one outfit at a time. So if I have enough where I don't have to wash every day, then I'm good. Like if I could just wear my clothes once a week, and just wear them again next week. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so we did that and said, you know what? Like, just imagine if everybody who professes Christ said, I'm only going to get a house as big as big as I need it to be. I'm, and we're guilty. But mm-hmm. I'm only going to mm-hmm. get clothes, it's, you know, just enough for me to wear once a week and not have to wash the whole week. I'm only going to get my kids enough toys they can play with at one time. I'm not going to have them 
so many toys that even if they play with a different one every day, they still won't be able to get through all the toys. Mm -hmm. If we did that, then you'll have money to help somebody else with what they need. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't, they wouldn't have to, there wouldn't be so much poverty because it's like, well, I save so much money not buying my own clothes. I can give you some money or, you know, there's all these different things. Like if we had that overflow mindset, there'd be no poverty because right. everybody be sharing their overflow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and then even if we treat people a certain way, if you treat people to where, you know, heap kindness on people's heads. If everybody who said they're a Christian was like looking for ways to serve people and how to like show kindness to people, like that would be extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Even um like that book in Celebration of Discipline, he's talking about the celebration of service. He said that we we're so like um we put so much stock into our careers and our our like things that we gotta do. Like, oh, can you take me to the store so something? Honestly, I don't have time because I got a meeting at two o'clock. And what's the meeting about? Is it about survival? Is it like somebody gonna die if you don't have a meeting? Most of the time it's not. A lot of times it's just stuff that's promoting the things that we're doing. But we'll put somebody aside who has a strong or true need. We'll put them aside because we got something else. It's like, mm -hmm. well, I can't not do this. Like, I got to have this meeting. Or even, like, mm -hmm. if somebody mm -hmm. is um needing something financially, we're only going to give to the extent of our budget. We're not going to say, well, maybe I'll just hold off on getting my car washed. Or, you know, that's that's small. But maybe I'll just hold off on whatever for mm -hmm. another week mm -hmm. so that I can help so-and-so with this thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if we all live like that, like if we all looking for ways to bless somebody and go out our way, like, man. <laughs> right. I guess it's kingdom living. Cause, it, cause mm -hmm. you know, I mean, really what the Bible says about the kingdom, it's like, you know, the, the earth is the Lord's, everything is his. Mm -hmm. And so like literally if you were in him, you have access to everything. So it's like you, when you're giving something of your own, then you're not really mm. necessarily losing anything. You still got access to all this, all these resources and everything. Mm. You just kind of like, these are like the, the part of the resources that are in your hand at the moment. And so, I mean, the Bible talks about us being his hands and his feet and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you, you operate in the kingdom when you give, to other people and you know um god and god is not going to like he's not going to leave you hanging he's going to make sure you have whatever you need whenever you need it especially whenever you operate in the kingdom you know the you know the as you were talking i was just kind of thinking some of what you were saying kind of like kind of like made me feel some twinges like man what that mean if we kind of like you know kind of adjust to that you know because you you think about times when you did those things and so it's like my brain's kind of rationalizing well you know i really didn't have time you know you know <laughs> but like um but the thing is it's like again it's like what we have to understand i mean for those of us who are believers and who, who have already known this stuff what we have to understand or even consider at least is that those twinges that we feel are like flesh <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it's it's the flesh because the flesh is kind of more so like again more so like it don't take all that or kind of 
trying to preserve the self or focus on the self, focus on the self. But the kingdom is not about the self. It's about other people, mm-hmm. you know, because literally that's how we show that we love God by like loving other people, you know. And so, like I said, it's kind of feeling all un- uncomfortable and everything, but it's like, well, again, what does all this faith stuff mean if we're not, if we're not really doing it? You know, I even kind of think about how like, you know, and, you know, you and I have had many, 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 many conversations about faith and stuff over the years. And both Veronica and I, you know, we grew up in the church and we were those kids that knew all the Bible stories. And if we were mm-hmm. in like a Bible trivia competition or whatever, we, you know, we, you know, getting lots of points and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, it just is what it is. And, and maybe adults being like, man, you know, telling parents like, yeah, your kid is so smart. They know all these, you know. But the thing is, you know, it's like, what does all that mean if you're not really applying them, none of it? Right, right. So we, we, I mean, we knew, we knew like a lot of the common right things to do, you know, but at the same time, it's like years later, you know, you really kind of started to understand. It's like, hold on a second. I know a lot about Jesus teachings. I know a lot about the different kind of stories and stuff, but like, am I actually willing to do a lot of this Mm. stuff? Am I willing? Have I done it? You know, and, um, you know, like for some reason, it's been hitting me real hard specifically today. I guess it's like different things I've been hearing from brothers and stuff like that. Like we had a men's meeting at our church and some stuff me and Veronica have been talking about. I just been kind of realizing, you know, a lot of stuff. I just really haven't been I haven't haven't been living it. So sometimes you like, you know, I kind of think about times we might have been disillusioned even with our faith, mm-hmm. you know, like, man, like. Lord, where are you? And mm. what is it? Is this stuff even real and all that stuff? But then it's like, hold on a second. So I'm kind of asking this stuff, but have I have I really been have I really been about that life? Mm-hmm. Have I been? Am I even? Am I even validated? Am I? Is it fair for me to ask some of these questions yet? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you realize you ain't even been, you know, you ain't even, you just know about it. Yeah, That's you didn't it. stick your toe. You barely stuck your toe in the water. Right, exactly. To you, experience it. Right. You just, you just kind of know a lot about it. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, like these days, and I'm grateful for the people who encourage me with my knowledge and everything. But <laughs> sometimes I'd be feel like, man, forget all that knowledge or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like we celebrate so much sometimes people knowing stuff, but it's like it's a difference. It's a difference between. Knowing and doing. I mean, and the Bible is mm-hmm. very clear on that. Yeah. I think it's in James. You know, it's mm-hmm. talking about um, people who essentially, I think, read the word, or but they don't do what it says. Yeah, faith without works is dead. Right. You know, I mean, it, again, it's like it's funny. You just kind of read a lot through the Bible, and it's, it, it it addresses all these things. But yeah, we it's just kind of like cl- plain and clear, <laughs> right? But we just kind of like made it extra spiritual, and we we didn't make it really practical. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's shockingly um practical in ways right and i think a lot of um our resistance to following these teachings is because we feel like we're gonna miss out like we fear that if i do this then i'm gonna like somehow lose Mm -hmm. i was thinking about how with our careers we might say oh i don't have time for this because i gotta like study for this this thing that i'm about to do or 
I got to like finish this project, whatever. And it's like somebody has a pressing need, but I can't deal with it right now because I have these other things that we kind of like say like, well, my work and my um, certain like obligations that I had, those are like, they ain't going nowhere. That's a standard like between nine and five. Don't ask me for nothing because mm-hmm. I got to work. But like, that's kind of like a fear motivation Cause you feel like if you encroach on that time, then you might um, get dinged at work. And I'm not saying like if you're supposed to be at your desk and you just be like, "Well, I'll take you to the store." I hope my boss don't find out. But I think we have to like consider um, ways that we might be bound to our career obligations in a way that we're not bound to other things like if the church got something we might be like well i ain't gonna go to that because i don't feel like it but with, with work you gonna go because mm-hmm. we don't want to lose our livelihood but it's like do we trust god to provide and that also <laughs> brings me to that josh tolly guy and i don't know oh, yeah. a whole lot about him so i ain't gonna be putting too much on him but um he talked about how when you when you work for people you're kind of a slave in that way where you can't be free to operate in the kingdom because you have to be at work for somebody. But if you like work for yourself, you can be like, Oh yeah, I'll cancel this appointment and I'll go do this for this person. Or I'll pray for this person. I'll just make prayer like a thing that I do during my day. Cause I'm self-employed. You know, it's like, you can kind of do those kind of things that you wouldn't be able to do when you work for somebody. Mm. So I think that even that is like not living up to the way that the world lives. The world says get a job, go work for somebody. And then the kingdom might say, well, that's good sometimes, but sometimes you need to work for yourself so that you're not beholden to somebody else with your time and resources. So mm. that's something interesting, I guess, to think about too. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I almost kind of feel like we're going to have to revisit this one because there's the music there. <laughs> you know. Man, we ain't got to be bound by this music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we can easily record another one, but hopefully you guys um, got something from this. You know, we might record on this again because there's a lot more to unpack. But in the meantime, you know, see y'all. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 